BeastNet podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Well, let's get this started. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa from BeastNet Podcast, and today I'm talking with Cressa from Shower Toga. And give me a little bit of a backstory to Shower Toga. Well, I started Shower Toga years ago because um, my husband and I were racing Spartan races all over the world. And um, I would... Okay, so let me back up. The thing I really, really... The only thing I didn't like about doing Spartan races or OCR (laughs) in general was that I was so filthy and tired and drained and beat up and worn out when we're done. I liked the beat up, drained, worn out part. But then when you're covered with mud and filth and for us, we would be driving home, you know, two, three, four hours after the race. And I just had had enough. I I just I, I, I had to come up with another way. So I ended up Actually, the first thing I did was I would go into the changing tent. I'd finish racing, go into the changing tent, put on a bathing suit, go out to the shower stations, rinse off the best I could in my bathing suit without being like, you know, skank. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Then go back into the changing room and dry off and put on clean clothes. Okay. Well, first of all, I hated doing that because it's just kind of, I don't know, running around you know, in your bathing suit is just cheesy. So I, um, I, I was, I, then I also owned like different changing towels. So sometimes I would just change out of my dirty clothes into the changing towel. And it's, there's this light bulb moment that went off for me one day when I went, I'm going to just shower in my changing towel. Like that would work. Well, it doesn't really work, <laughs> but I mean, it was after the Asheville race, um, the actual Spartan race and I was so desperate that I actually showered in the changing towel and that was an absolute disaster so that's when I decided I'm going to make something that is waterproof that I can make like a changing towel but it's waterproof so I can shower in it and I did and everybody I mean I actually had to take a sewing class because I didn't know how to sew I got diaper cover material from Walmart that had little forest animals all over it and uh, in fact, I have it. Hold on. Let's see here. Do I? Yeah, see? This is my first shower token. <laughs> I wasn't awesome. kidding. Isn't this hilarious? <laughs> this is my first super, super crazy generic shower toga. It still holds water, so it wasn't great, but it got for it was just for me, you know? Yeah. So I started using it, and everybody was like making fun of me. They're like, you have lost your mind. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm clean and you're disgusting and filthy. And Honestly, after like a really short period of time, my friends, um, at the time I was, I mean, I live between California and Georgia now, but at the time I was just in Georgia racing. So Gormer was like my home race group. And they're like, after, after a real short period of time, I've got like one of my best friends, Wesley's like, can I borrow that thing you have? I was like, sure. So I've got these pictures of these, you know, Wesley's a big, tall guy, you know, definitely not, you know, wouldn't expect to see him in something like that. And it just passed around to everybody. And after, I mean, I would get to the race and it would be gone. And I was lucky if I got to use it before and then somebody else was using it. And I went, you know what? I'm, this is interesting. 
so I just decided that's, I mean, that's how it, the whole thing started. It was just out of a need. And then I saw the need when I fixed it for myself. And I mean, it just, had, and then since then, of course, it's been crazy. <laughs> but that's the beginning of the entire <laughs> reason I invented Shower Toga. <laughs> that is phenomenal. And um, with everything that's been going on, obviously, with the pandemic, um, there's not a lot of races going on. Uh, but you guys are doing something absolutely incredible with the Shower Togas. And that's, you're giving them to um, the people on the front lines, the doctors and the nurses. Where did that come about? You know, that was completely organic. So it was, I've always wanted to, my main goal, actually, after I kind of realized that Shower Toga ha- was a hit, my next main goal was how can I you know, how can I make a difference in the world at some point? You know, it sounds like this grandiose plan, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, what, you know, that's the best we can all do. Right. Yeah. Um, And so I had always planned on getting shower togas in the hands of, you know, Red Cross and FEMA and stuff for disaster relief. And that was like this big kind of, we're working on a biodegradable shower toga for that application. Um, And we're almost done with that. In fact, I've done a lot of podcasts, but this is the first one where, let me see if it's up. Yep, there it is. This is the first one. I can show it. They sent me the sample. It's done. This is going to be the biodegradable shower toga that's going to be coming out for all the disaster relief. So there we go. go. (laughs) So so that'll be fun, you know, to have this in for disaster relief. So that's always been on our radar to give, you know, to kind of work with FEMA and Red Cross and stuff like that. But I have to tell you, it yeah. never occurred to me ever for the healthcare field because we didn't have COVID. I, it never even occurred to me. So when COVID started, we actually had a lot of people that already owned shower togas that started tagging us in social media going, oh, look what I'm using my shower toga for now. And, you know, my team kind of came back to me and said, look, We've had like 20 of these in the last few days. I mean, and that means there's hundreds that aren't tagging us in them, right? Yeah. And so I decide, well, okay, what I'm going to do then is I'm just going to give it away to anybody (laughs) that is a doctor or a nurse or a healthcare worker working with COVID. Yeah. Because that that, that was my initial reaction is just get them in the hands of as many people as I can. Um, And I started that only by like messaging in my groups, you know, like West Coast Spartans and Lone Star Spartans and other OCR groups and like kind of just putting it out there. If you're a nurse or healthcare worker, you know, we had two options at the time. You could either get 50% off and if you can't afford it, or if you've become a one income family or whatever the situation is, we'll give you one. Well, that spiraled out of control really fast. And it was amazing. And it was still one of the absolute most rewarding things I've ever done. But to date, between the discount and the donation program, we've, uh, we've basically taken over $100,000 off of our books for that. Oh, wow. So um, it's been amazing. So what's the donation program about? Well, we have a, um, you know, and the way the donation program works is that if you donate with on the website at showertoga.com, there's a section in there that says help us help them. And the way the donation program works is 
you can kind of, you know, you can, you can pick any amount you want. You know, we have little boxes there that you can choose from, and that's really just to make it more user-friendly and a little bit more fun. But at the end of the day, what happens is people will donate a certain amount of money, whatever it is that they'd like to, to give. We instantly, immediately take those funds and we issue it to people who are on our waiting. We have a waiting list now. After we hit the 100K, we had to we had to stop doing it internally because I've put 80,000 80, of that I've done and 20,000 of it has been amazing. We've gotten some unbelievably generous donors. But once I hit 80K, Mark Cuban kind of came in and went, all right, we got to start. You got you can't just give everything away forever. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, I get it. And Mark put in some money as well. And, you know, so now what we're doing is just. As soon as people donate, it goes to the next person in line. And I mean, instantly, I've got a I've got a list of probably right now, probably 150, 250 people. Um, I'd have to check with my team for the exact number that as soon as a donation comes in, it goes they're the next on the list. They put in their name as we actually build that person's name in a coupon code so we can track it appropriately. They enter their name in on our website and it's it shows a zero balance and it gets shipped to them. And then they have to actually apply, like they have to send us a copy of their, you know, their badge. They have to tell us where they work, the phone number where they work. Um, and we have to do a little bit of due diligence on that as well. Um, but we actually just funded, uh, we got a wonderful private donation in and we just funded a Coventry Hospital in Lubbock, Texas for about, uh, I guess it was close to $6,000 worth of shower togas for their COVID floor. So that is phenomenal that's such it's an amazing so thing to do. i know i just want to give i wish i could just like win the lottery <laughs> and then i wouldn't have to actually like try to sell shower togas i could just give them away all <laughs> does your business need first aid aed osha flagging or other safety training james safety services is your one-stop shop find them on facebook today at james safety services wa and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs It's not how I wanted my business to grow, though. I have to say it's been this weird. I had a I had a meeting um, this morning with uh, my team at, at Mark Cuban Company. And, you know, we talk about this all the time about how, you know, I have this issue with that. That's this is this has caused this not growth in in finances, certainly not that, but growth in um, brand awareness. But it, that, yeah. my brand awareness has come about because of a horrible pandemic. And so there's this kind of, you know, struggle internally with our whole team about how this is not how we wanted to grow our business. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. Um, once, you know, this slows down, gets over yeah. wherever this is going to go, are you going to switch those donations over to like your Red Cross and the homeless. all that, the homeless? Oh, We that's awesome. It. It's already that's- done. That's fantastic. Yeah, the homeless population. So we're actually working on a couple of things right now. Right now, COVID has, I say COVID's a priority, yet I just sent out, um, I had a, you know, I mean, it's kind of, you know, off subject a little bit, but I had a lady that had put in her comments on one of our social media posts about how her daughter was homeless and she didn't ask for one. She just said, my daughter is homeless. This is the kind of thing that would be great for her. And then she mentioned something about being cold in Pennsylvania, which had nothing to do with, you know, the, her daughter. Yeah. But, so my team went in and said, you know, can you give us, 
you know, um, if you'd like to email us, you know, we'll see if we what we can do, even though we have no campaign for homeless right now. Yeah. And anyway, so, you know, then they eventually uh, send it to me. And, you know, we sent we got in touch with her daughter who is homeless is in is in California. Um, and um, so we're sending out a package to her. Um, she had to find an address to get it from. So, you know, I mean, we kind of do that. We don't you know, we can't just be out there screaming that we give stuff away for free. But we do a lot yeah. of that already. Yeah. Um, but I've seen such a huge need in the homeless community that um, that is as soon as COVID dies down, that is absolutely we'll do like a, you know, kind of like what a Tom's did, you know, where you buy one and we'll give one to the homeless community. Right. The The biggest part about that, though, is that you would think it would be easy to give stuff away to the homeless community because you have to do it through an organization. Like, yeah, it's not it's not that easy. There's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of things that, you know, I want to make sure it gets in their hands. Yes. And so we're kind of going through and looking at different organizations in order to expedite and make sure that they are getting dispersed to the people that need it. And that is not as easy as you would think. So uh, me and my team at Marks are kind of going through different organizations um, because you have to, you just have to be careful. You know, some organizations will try to raise a lot of money in order to maybe donate shower toga. We don't want any of that. No. None of that. We want to be able to give it to the organization. They disperse it to the homeless population. And if we can't come up with a legitimate way to do that, then we're going to just donate them directly to homeless shelters, which basically means we'll just send them straight out to the shelters and and, and, and cut out all the red tape. That makes perfect sense. Um, so with the donation program for like the pandemic, it's so you just can click on the link and donate or can you buy a shower token and donate at the same time? Yeah, we have both of those options. If somebody, a lot of people already have shower togas and they may just want to, you know, donate to the program. And so that's on our website. There's also a section on our website um, that is buy one and one gets donated to a healthcare worker. Um, so they have a choice. We try to give everybody a few different options, options. As, as far as that goes. That's fantastic. <laughs> Where are you guys seeing Shower Toka going in the next year or so, assuming like racing gets going again and yeah. all of that? And I think racing will get going again. I'm actually, uh, Joe DeSena has become a really good friend of mine. Um, we filmed the um, documentary Everyday Spartans and um, it was me and uh, Joe and um, some other people that were chosen from around the world. So Joe and I got to be good friends then. Um, and I talked to Joe all the time. I spoke with him on the phone just last week. Um, and we discussed, you know, a lot of different things, but there's Spartan is so strong and Joe is 100% like moving forward. This is just a bump in the road for Spartan. And I know people get nervous and they get scared and they think, oh, well, this is the end of the world. But Spartan's a huge, strong company. The races are going to get going again. The, the, the biggest obstacles that we have right now, no pun intended, um, <laughs> the biggest obstacles we have right now are not, 
you know, are not from Spartan. They're from the city or the county or the ordinances. And that's like a moving target. So yes. um, racing's racing's going to come back as soon as it's safe for it to come back. I know there's a lot of smaller races out there that are able to kind of have races going. And so sometimes people may go, well, why aren't the big races going? The big races are under a totally different kind of liability umbrella than yeah. a little small race. They're totally is a totally different monster. Um, but yeah, racing is going to get going again. But to be honest with you, racing will always be kind of like the core at why I invented Shower Toga. And that's always kind of going to be my my base audience. I mean, I don't know. That's just where that's like my home base, right? I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. That's just my people, right? Yeah. Um, but I also see that, you know, we just actually signed on yesterday, as a matter of fact, with Medline, which is basically the Amazon for the healthcare community. I mean, Medline is like an $80 billion a year company. And we got set up with Medline, so hospitals and nursing homes and FEMA and Red Cross and everybody can order all of our order um, all of their shower token needs directly through Medline so we can kind of get rid of some of the bureaucracy that comes from selling to somebody like the Red Cross or FEMA. So I'd say that's the bigger future of the company um, and the bigger future for my product. And that's just going to continue to help people in the healthcare and disaster relief field. Yeah. And the fun part for me is always going to be the racers and our OCR team. <laughs> it's not the most lucrative part, that's for sure. But it's the it's the it's the part that's like you never forget like what got you started, and those are my people. Yeah, I can totally understand that. And I'm so you know it's one of those things where when you came up with that idea and you have we have the shower toga now and. I can't count the times where, you know, you change in that changing room and, you know, there's baby wipes being passed around because you're trying to wipe the dirt and the mud and everything else off. And baby wipes are actually very, they're not good for you. There's most baby wipes. People don't understand those aren't, those aren't actually good for your skin. You know, I mean, there's a lot of issues that come from, from that dunk wall. (laughs) (laughs) Just I'm speaking to the women here, <laughs> not the guys. <laughs> but um, you need to rinse off, and yes. not in your like, not in your compression gear. <laughs> oh my gosh, that doesn't do any good at all. You think no. you rinse everything off? You go and you're like, why? Why? Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, there's. And, it, and I get it. Look, there's, you know, it's funny. We go to races and um, I have a partnership, you know, with with Spartan um, and also with Savage Race. They both sell branded shower togas um, with Savage and with Spartan and with Mudgear as well. And so it's kind of interesting because I sometimes I go to different races before COVID and, you know, it's kind of like people are like, oh, that's so goofy looking. Like, I would never wear that. Oh, that looks stupid or whatever. And I get it. Like, okay, it's not a fashion statement. You know, you're not going to put a belt around it and put on your Jimmy shoes and walk down the runway in your shower toga, okay? But I will tell you, once people try it, that's it. They're like, oh, shoot, man, I'm sold. Like, it's, it's that getting in it and trying it, and then all of a sudden you don't really care at all what it looks like. <laughs> I've never thought, you know, once I get done with the race, all I want to do is get out of my muddy clothes, get somewhat cleaned off and put 
dry clothes on. Like, I don't care if I mismatch. I don't care. Like, I have a race hat that says race hair don't care because that, yeah. that's what I do. Put my hair up in a hat and, you know, happy that I can somewhat walk out of the venue after a race, you know, because you just get so worn down and beat up and, you know, having a shower toga. It's just like, I don't care. I don't care what I look like. I just want to be clean. Just like what you hear. Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. Okay, so I have to tell you something funny, and I'm going to post it on my Facebook later. But I put on perfume for the Zoom meeting I had this morning at like 10 a.m. And I, I, I literally, because I had another Zoom meeting at 10 a.m., and I was getting ready for that, and I put on perfume, and I went, what am I doing? <laughs> he can't smell me. <laughs> I think it's uh, for it's a habit. Like, you know, you're getting ready for work. You're getting all ready to go. And, I know. You know, I brush just... your teeth, put a spritz of perfume, and out the door you go. <laughs> and here's my Zoom meeting. I smell really good, by the way. Just so you know. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, you know, I, that's the one thing about this pandemic that's been kind of interesting and funny watching is like you see the bloopers from Zoom meetings when people like get up and walk away and they forget that they're like, yeah. they're in their skivvies. And, and there are off. some people that have had really bad bloopers from Zoom meetings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I don't even know how you get to that guy's place. I don't know. <laughs> I heard about anyway we don't have to go into that yeah. Everybody knows what i'm talking about here yes. i'll just google it <laughs> um yeah i the the pandemic's changed a lot of things but you know the fact that like you're giving back to our medical community and you know that's one thing i think with ocr racers and stuff is that we're all a lot of we're giving we're very giving and very supportive of causes and you know even people within the community if somebody's having a difficult time or you know whatever's happened the OCR community will give back they kind of we come together and we give back. And I love the fact that like shower toga is doing the same thing. And, you know, if more people within the OCR community would do that, we could reach more and more people. And it's phenomenal because I think our, our medical community and our first responders and the people who are working on the COVID units, they need to know that we support them no matter what our views are with everything. We still support them and, you know, this is a good way to show how we support them. Right. I mean, anything you can do, because you think about it, I taught, and I'll give you an example. When this all first started, I was in, I mean, I'm still heavily involved in the day-to-day communication, but it's gotten, you know, the, 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 the requests have gotten to the point where I have a, a, two assistants that kind of go through a lot of them. In the beginning, I was doing them all. And I got to tell you, I cried two or three times a day. It was, it was draining. Um, And I had to, I mean, I had to, I'm not, I'm not, I could never be a nurse. I could never be a doctor. I could never be a healthcare housekeeper. You know, I mean, you know, it's not just the nurses or the doctors. It's the people that are going in and cleaning up at the end of a, of, you know, a potential, you know, horrible situation. Yeah. Little housekeeping. I I couldn't do any of that. So, I, you know, I know they don't like to be called heroes, but 
for me, I consider them heroes, but because I'm so kind of weak minded about that kind of work, when they would email me and tell me what was going on, I mean, it was gutting. And so, you know, I mean, and no, I'm not going to get emotional, but it's kind of like, I got to tell you, it's sometimes they need so little, like they just need to know that they're appreciated. So look, I get it. You know, there's this whole political issue about the masks and all of that other stuff. And I'm not going to get into that too much. But what I will say is if you can just make their lives a little easier by doing something very, very small and insignificant, I think it's worth doing. Um, they, what, they're so tired they're drained. They're tired. Some days they don't feel appreciated. Some days they get yelled at. A lot of days they have patients die. I mean, I can't even imagine what they're going through. No. So, you know, to me, it's, um, I mean, I don't know how you don't want to at least reach out and tell them, look, you guys are rocking it. This is weird. Nobody signed up for this crap, you know, and we love you and support you. I mean, you know, I mean, that's what everybody does. And I will say, just to your point, the OCR community is, but, but the OCR community is great for all of those things. They also hold people up that are doing OCR for, you know, rehab and people that have been in, in addiction. You know, a lot of people find help with their addiction and their recovery through doing OCR, mm -hmm. um, depression. The community is amazing. Um, I mean, and that's probably one of the reasons that I'm so kind of just you know, married to, you know, my OCR community. And, you know, for me anyway, I mean, I love all the OCR community, but for me anyway, you know, obviously specifically Spartan has a special place in my heart. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's why for like with BeastNet, we've teamed up with More Heart Than Scars. We teamed up with Sober Spartans and, you know, it's about giving back. It's about recognizing that there are athletes out there who are adaptive. There are athletes out there who are struggling with PTSD. And like you said, it's the depression. And, you know, if you're struggling with addiction, we have the Sober Spartans that are like right there to help get you through. If you need a phone call every day to check on you, that's what they give. And it's incredible that these sub-communities of OCR have started and they're coming more and more to light. And I think the pandemic, it's kind of a good side of the pandemic because you're seeing yeah. it and you know who they are now yeah. and it's reaching sure. more people. Well, you and know, and it's, uh, you mentioned that and I have to tell you that when when we, you know, when we got on Shark Tank and then got to deal with Mark Cuban, I mean, there were people that kind of, and we started picking ambassadors, okay? So yeah. there's people that expected us to pick professional OCR athletes and not to take anything away from them. Like, okay, I'm not worthy. Like, I'm in awe of all of them. But my ambassadors were like, Wesley Blake, for example, is an ambassador of mine. He lost so much weight. He's such a cheerleader for everybody that is struggling with weight loss and trying to get outside and getting healthy. Joey McLamory is my guy. I mean, I've been friends with Joey forever. He is more heart than scars. The guy, yes. like, eats it, sleeps it, dreams it, you know, all day long. Joey McLamory. An ambassador for Showertoga, Erica Bogan. She's a wheeler. She's also yep. in scars. Erica's my dear, dear friend. And then Amy uh, Bortoff. And, um, you know, and she also works with more heart than scars. And she's now she's also a um, elite athlete for Spartan and other, you know, OCR events. So yeah. We kind of picked our ambassadors 
around what do they do for the community? How do they inspire others? How do they give back? And that's who we picked. So you're right. It's the exact same kind of mindset as what, you know, you guys do. Yes. And like you said, not to knock the professional athletes, because I am like so in awe of them. Like, I don't know how they get through some of these courses so fast. Like, like, I'm not a professional athlete. Like, people are like, how do you train? I'm like, oh, no, you don't want to email me. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't want to I'm lucky if I can get through like monkey bars. Okay. I am not, I do it for a totally different reason. I don't yes. run. A team. I'm not a badass racer. I think those, <laughs> those chicks and those dudes are amazing. That is not why I race. I race for the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm the same way. I'm in all of them and they do some incredible stuff on the side. It's also recognizing the, people who don't necessarily stand out in the crowd. It's the people, that, you know, like Erica, who's a wheeler, like, you know, some of our other adaptive athletes, um, Casey, he, um, he's absolutely amazing. I can't for the life of me think of his last name, but I've seen him on the course and it's him and his, yep. I, I don't know how he gets through the courses. I've had him pass me a couple times. I'm like, how'd you do that? Oh, I'm right there with you. I'm like, okay, well, I, I've watched people go through rigs and I'm like, I have no excuse and I still can't get through. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> it's just what it is. I mean, whatever. I have other talents, so whatever. You have other talents, whatever. You just keep trying. You know, you just keep yeah. trying. You know, but I don't let it beat me up. <laughs> exactly. Having those ambassadors, I think, helps so much because you have... I would just, I would hate to say the average person, but it is kind of the average person. Totally. It's, it's the people yeah. who are just getting off the couch. We've only been off the couch for a little while and Absolutely. it's incredible. It's also because, oh, you know, yeah. you have to think about it this way. I mean, the professional athletes out there are the ones that kind of make us dream. It's like, oh, wow. You know, you know, like in, when I, 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 I was in the show jumping world with horses for years and I've got really, really good friends of mine who have won Olympic medals. And so I would sit there and fantasize and go, Oh, wow. You know, someday I could ride my horse and jump this jump and win a gold medal. Okay. I mean, you dream, right? It's the yeah. same with your OCR athletes. You go, wow, I wish I could just like haul ass like Lindsay Webster does or, or Rhea does and just like make it look effortless. Okay. So, but I mean, obviously that's not going to happen for me. It's it, 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 That's okay. Yes. But they have this motivating force behind them that is obviously definitely untouched when you look at the, at the, you know, the kind of the dream aspect of the sport, but the reality of the sport is that what you said, it's getting off the couch. Yes. It's getting people that want to make, make their lives better, that want to just try to find some way to get motivated because you know what, going to the gym, I'm sorry if you own a gym out there, like awesome for you. It's not necessarily the thing that's going to be super motivating. I mean, if you have a personal trainer, maybe they'll be super motivating, but for a lot of people, they need the camaraderie of a team, of a group, of people that come together and support you and go, you know what? That's okay. Just walk the course. Yep. Don't You know what? You don't have to do your burpees. Just walk the damn course. Now, Joe and I have this big, huge issue about this whole burpee thing. I've talked to Joe about doing a section of Spartan, which is where you get a different band. And that is basically a band where people can just walk the course and do what they can and not, you know, and then you have different bands for people that, you know, obviously are competing or looking for points or looking for, 
you know, things of that nature. I'm all for that. If you're running elite or you're running, you know, age group, you need to finish all of the stuff or you need to do your burpees. But I do feel like there needs to be a place in the OCR community for people that just want the camaraderie and want to work and want to train and don't want to wait until they can do all the obstacles to get out there and get started. I think that, you know, some of the, I don't know, it doesn't seem to be going on as much now, but there was a lot of kind of hating going on. If you're not ready to do it, then you shouldn't sign up. And I think, well, screw you. That's ridiculous. What if this person is just trying to get motivated? Like, why can't they pay and go ahead and get out there and do it and and maybe have a different division for them, though, so that it is fair? Um, I think that's really important. A lot of people want to just have the camaraderie and the and the community. And it's important for all of us to support those people. Yes. I've experienced that even on the course. Um, I can't remember where I was at, but I was on course. I was coming back from an injury and I couldn't, I couldn't do my burpees, but instead of doing burpees, I did squats. I did something that was still a penalty. And I had a guy like just come at me. Like, I wish I could cheat and do that. And I'm like, I'm not cheating. I'm still doing a penalty. And he, he kept snipping at me for a little while after that. And I was just like, dude, leave me alone. Like run your race, leave me alone. I'm still doing a penalty. That's what the burpees are for not completing. There's a penalty, leave the people who have to modify alone. There's reasons for it. You don't have to know it. Just move right along. And I think that's something that needs to be addressed. Even um. I do too. And Joe and I have had a lot of discussions about this in the podcast I did with Joe, uh, probably, I guess I was at his house, I guess it was about a year ago now. And and Joe and I did a podcast at his place. Um, And we discussed this, but you know, now that you and I are talking about it and you know, obviously right now we've got COVID issues, but when things get rolling again, I need to, I need to peck Joe to death about getting back on track with that as well, you know, just have a different division. And I get it, you know, look, people are really passionate about it. And I, I appreciate that. Like I get that people are passionate about, you know, wanting to follow rules. So what we need to do is we need to just make up a new rule. It's not yeah. that we're dismissing or saying you can cheat, but come up with a different rule. You know, let's do a band, let's do a, a sign up for people that say, look, you know what I'm doing? I'm, this is my first, second, third, fourth, whatever it is, Spartan race. I've lost 50 pounds and I want to see how hard it is for me. Let's have a sign up area for those people so that we can welcome them, make the world a better place, motivate them um, and bring them into the community. I mean, that's what's going to grow OCR. Yes, it really will. And I think that's where OCR CR started was getting off the couch. It's having that grit and that determination to get off the couch. Just because somebody isn't, you know, a top athlete or, you know, super fit doesn't mean that they're less than that person who's up there. And, you know, that's, that is, is acceptive of everybody who, and where they're at. I've seen people on the course that are just, you can tell they're struggling just to make it. And what, what do you do? Good job, Spartan you just keep rooting them on because you never know that, you know, you got this yep. might just be the reason that race. And when you start nitpicking at them, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. All that happens when you nitpick at somebody is for some reason, maybe you're making yourself feel better when in reality, you're just causing more harm into the universe. It's yep. just, there's no purpose behind it at all. You know, I'll give you an example. I have, um, the rope climb is my nemesis. Um, 
I don't know why. It just is. I, I think I get scared. Um, I've had some really bad accidents from show jumping and one that really I almost died from. Um, that's a whole nother story we won't go into, but I almost, I, I almost died from the accident. And so getting up high like that and worrying about falling is also kind of just this, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing I struggle with, with anxiety when I get up too high in any situation, I could be standing on solid ground and look over the edge and I'll kind of start to panic. So the rope climb is just one of those things for me that, um, I have to, that I have to struggle with. So I was at a race and I'll never forget. There was a girl down on the ground in a wheelchair with, she had obviously had a leg injury. Somebody wheeled her out to the damn rope climb. <laughs> God love them. And, uh, She's down there and I got probably three quarters of the way up and I started getting scared. Some rope climbs are higher than others. So this <laughs> one happens to be high. The shorter ones I'm okay with. They get super high like that and I start to freak out. And she just started screaming at me. And of course, there's everybody around, but I could tell she's screaming at me. And to this day, I don't know who she was. And I wish I did because she has no idea what a profound impact she made on me. And so she's screaming and she's screaming. And I was I was preparing my grip to come down. Like I was already mentally coming down and I don't know something about her, you know, yelling out and supporting me. I ended up getting to the top. I rang the bell. I came down and I went over and hugged her and then ran away and just basically cried for like two minutes. And that was a profound thing for me. So, you know, when you support people, you never know what they can do. No, you, know? you don't. I've had that experience a few times on the course and it really does just, it, can, it makes your whole day of racing. Um, I did a Seattle race completely on my own. It was a sprint. It was by choice that I did that. I needed to see where I was at and my capabilities. And I think it was the slip wall that I was starting oh. to just slide back a little bit. And some random Spartan reached out his hand and is like, here, I got you and help pull me up and over. Don't know who he is to this day, but that person right there helped me not get that mentally defeated thoughts. Like, Oh, I, I can do it. I went yeah. over it and I kept going. And it was just like, I guess, you know, it's the one thing that keeps you going. And it's usually a completely random stranger that you have no idea who they are in the crowd. And that's, that's the community that's Spartan that's OCR just in general is yeah. people will stop and help. You know, I don't see pro athletes or age groups doing that. They shouldn't. That's part of where their rules are. But if you're in the open heats, exactly. you see that so much. Exactly. And you know, the pros would do it if that was something that they had time to do. But the fact of the matter is their job is totally different than our job. Yes. They actually have to promote the sport they have to get out there and kind of show people the top of the sport. And that helps to that helps the rest of us and also the general public kind of have that dream factor. You know, you always yes. have to have those people at the top of the sport. There is no way, you know, that somebody like Lindsay or Rhea or Ryan Atkins is going to be able to stop and help some, help somebody. Like, they can't. That's not their not that they would be able to because the way the waves work. But yeah. the reality is that's not their job. Their job no. is to promote the sport so that we bring more people onto the sport so that, you know, this sport continues to be strong and to provide a lot of guidance and love and, you know, support for others. Um, it's up to us in the open wave and whatever new wave I'm going to make Joe build. <laughs> or, 
others. We're going to do it though. We will, we'll work it. When we're done with this podcast and you send me the link, I'm sending it directly to Joe and then I'm going to call him and I'm going to go, see, let's get this going. <laughs> yes, we need right. to. Okay. Um, so with, I, I got to kind of wrap this up just a little bit. So with shower toga, it's showertoga.com. There's a donation link. There's yeah. an ability when you buy one to donate as well. Is there any kind of codes that we have to have or anything like that? Or is it just kind of there? There's not. Um, we have different coupon codes though for other, you know, for at other times of the year. Uh, like for example, right now. So we have a coupon code uh, right now that's save twenty five. It's just S A V E two five. Okay. But depending on when you're listening to this podcast, obviously right now we're in the middle of November of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. People can always reach out to us and you know um, on Shower Toga through our Facebook channels or Instagram or, you know, email and find out if we, if we have any codes available, you know, for about four months, we didn't have any codes available. We just opened up the save 25 code right now. It'll save you 25% uh, off your total order. Um, We'll also run some specials during the holidays. And then probably, you know, to be honest, probably in like January, we'll kind of go back to stopping the specials for a while. That's understandable. That's completely understandable. And you guys have, you guys, Facebook, you have Instagram, any Twitter, anything like that, or just Facebook, Instagram? Oh, I mean, we have, we have Twitter. You would think I would know what my Twitter is. My social media team does that. (laughs) We can get that information from you. That's not a big deal. (laughs) I mean, you know, I honestly, I used to do it all. And then, you know, we have TikTok now, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have, you know, I have my own LinkedIn we have our, our email is showertoga at gmail.com. Um, you know, so there's so many things to keep up with now that I had to bring people on to help me or I would just strangle myself at the end of every day. <laughs> That's completely understandable. You need the best help. Way to reach me is honestly like it, the best way for me anyway. I mean, obviously, if you just want like showertoga information, Instagram is great. Twitter's fine. All those others are fine. But for me, it's, you know, on Facebook, I do go through at the end of every day and I get a report and it kind of tells me what's going on with our uh, business Facebook. So if people just follow us on Shower Toga at Facebook, um, if they have any specific questions for me, I will actually get those. Okay. I try to stay a little bit out of the Instagram and, uh, and Twitter and TikTok stuff because I'm too old. <laughs> You're never too old. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for coming on and telling us more about your donation program and all the amazing things that Shower Toga is doing. It's incredible. And it's great to meet up with other companies that are wanting to promote, you know, the health and welfare of everybody from, you know, our frontline workers to our racers to, you know, just people who are suffering from disasters. It's absolutely incredible. And thank you so much for stepping up and being a part of that, you know, with us and other companies who are doing it. It's amazing. Well, and thank you for having me. Like, I really appreciate you guys reaching out to me and giving me this time and giving me your platform to kind of share my story. Um, I, I do appreciate that a lot. And I'm just happy that, uh, we're able to help a little bit and do what we can. And I hope everybody else is able to kind of do the same, no matter what it is. It could be small. Go buy the hospital, you know, Chick-fil-A lunches for 10 people or whatever. Like it makes a big difference to, to all of them. 
It really does. It can be a coffee card so they can go get their Starbucks or whatever they need. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and we will talk to you again soon. Okay. Thanks. Take thank care. You. Bye. You. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook, like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.